Hey guys, it's Dr. Peaky. Welcome to the Peaky channel. Today, it's time to peak my interest. The changes I made to manage my IBS has worked hand in hand during my own preconception journey because a good chunk of the recommendations overlap. I'd love to share all that I know about it from my professional experience and some personal tips for you throughout. Feel free to jump around if you need to by clicking on the chapters below. And if you're planning a visit to OB-GYN, some of what I'm about to cover will be familiar. Whew, it is so hot, you guys. It's 87 degrees in my house, and there's definitely a heat wave going on in the West Coast. So you're going to see my hair flying because I've got the fan right in my face or else I can't survive. As I mentioned in my previous episodes, Liam and I have been talking about conception. It's more like I introduced the topic so many times that it forced him probably to engage and respond. Um, if any of you can relate to that, gosh, let me know below. It's not an easy topic, let alone to introduce. The clock is not stopping for any of us. And I am 32 wanting three kids. I want to get started and also leave time for my body in between each one to heal. And you guys are probably thinking, wow, three kids? Well, here, I grew up with one older brother. And because we have 10 years between us, I grew up as if he was the third parent. And so I've always felt like I was an only child, which is probably why I've always erred on the side of wanting more kids than just one. Since I know how lonely it can be if your child is as extroverted as I am. My parents were always working and playing with my brother is a different experience than playing with another kid around my age. Would it have been nice to have another sibling? Yeah. I decided I would like that for mine. Although I'm not sure if we will be successful. <laughs> I'll share why later. Let's first talk about the official recommendations for pre-pregnancy prep. The full material won't be relevant to the general public. And there's no way I can cover every detail, but I will try to cover the most popular and or essential subject areas. By the way, when healthcare providers like myself, when we come onto YouTube and talk about what to do for this and that disease, or here are the tips for this and that, be aware that there's a lot of other things to consider if you have certain medical conditions. I just want to make it clear that yes, you should be taking the right vitamins folic acid, the things that you probably already heard about. But there's more to it for some people if you have underlying medical conditions. And it is very important to make sure that those certain medical conditions be optimized as much as possible before you begin trying for pregnancy. Okay, what are those medical conditions? Let me name some out there. Thyroid, autoimmune, chronic hypertension, obesity, just to name a few. If you had previous pregnancy complications, if it's been a while since you had your last pap smear, screening for infectious diseases, substance abuse, or mental health issues, this is all supposed to be part of the conversation. Also, don't forget about the drugs. <laughs> there are medications that you need to get off of or be off of for X amount of years or months. Talk to your pharmacist, druggist, chemist, and ask them if there's any medication you're taking that may be of concern. Ideally, if there's one pharmacy you go to for all your medications, that pharmacist there will have the most comprehensive log of what you picked up. 
and they can review them much quicker. Physicians, GPs, other practitioners may not because they'll only know what they prescribed you. So make sure you tell them if there's a prescription you are not taking that they may not know of since your last visit. What matters most is going off of what you took home and are actually ingesting, right? Stay tuned for which drug Liam has been taking and why it's been worrying me a little bit. If you have chronic diseases that you're taking drugs for, whoever prescribed them to you may need to change them to drugs that are safer for pregnancy. There are lots of drugs that can affect pregnancy. They can cause birth effects, side effects that you may not be able to safely manage while you're carrying. And lots of drugs that get excreted through the milk that you produce and eventually that your baby will drink. Definitely make sure you and your providers are reviewing all drugs you're taking, including supplements, vitamins, and recreational drugs. You probably heard this already, so let's get this well-known recommendation out of the way next. Take prenatal vitamins that have at least 400 micrograms of folic acid to reduce your risk of baby spine and brain defects. Start one month before trying to conceive, but if you have a higher risk of neural tube defects, you'll need to start three months before instead of one. These are patients who have a history of seizure disorders or tube defects, had a previous pregnancy with it, or if your partner that you're trying to conceive with has a history of it themselves. If they had a previous pregnancy with it, that also counts. This is the prenatal that I've been taking for about one month now. It's got the USP icon and the folic acid amount is 800 micrograms. And the pills are actually quite large. Honestly, I'm kind of glad that they're soft gels at least because I took on medications all the time and it's less painful with soft gels. And I was also actually looking for a Costco's brand of prenatals. I saw them selling on Amazon, but they removed it from Costco's website and they were not stocked on any of the Costco's that I go to. So yeah, I don't know if they've completely removed that line of medications that they make. This is the multivitamin that I used to take before this whole preconception journey started. And it actually contains more than the minimum dose of folic acid, 400 micrograms. This one has 500 micrograms. So this could have actually worked. I could have continued to take these, but I was enticed by the soft gels that these come in. And I can show you these. They're very big too, instead of these. Take the vitamins daily. It's not 400 micrograms minimum a week. It is daily, guys. This might sound logical to you, but I can't tell you how many times I've seen people do odd things, even if the instructions are on the medication bottle. Don't forget, you also get some of it through the foods that you eat. If you eat high folic acid foods, then you don't need to take the 800 microgram dose, although they exist, as well as the 1000 microgram. Some foods rich in folic acid are beef liver, eggs, dark green leafy vegetables, and asparagus. Minus the liver, I already consume a lot of this list almost daily, so I should be all right with the low dose. You might be too. We're not finished, ladies and gentlemen. We need to talk about vaccinations. Generally, you want to be up to date with your immunizations. This is another great conversation to have with your pharmacist and or providers. Always, always keep documentation on your immunizations. If they're recently given by your pharmacist, the record is easily accessible. 
If not, pharmacies likely won't have the record anymore, especially if it's been like 10 years. Sometimes independent pharmacies will. Either way, it's easiest for the patient to have a full record on them, and then you can talk to a pharmacist or a healthcare provider about what additional ones you may need. During pregnancy, you will still have to revaccinate, so just be aware of that. All that aside, let's say you've cleared the house on these things, you'll need to pay more attention to diet, weight, exercise, as well as avoiding certain environmental exposures. By the way, from here on, the info isn't just for our beautiful ladies. Men should also be following these guidelines too. There's more and more research coming out that suggests that preparation isn't just for the females. Eat a healthy diet full of fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. I won't try to dig this into you anymore because I think we all know what I mean. Maintaining a healthy weight is not only something you should try to do for conception, but also beyond pregnancy in general. How clinicians measure healthy weight is by your BMI, body mass index. There are tons of calculators out there online, so I don't calculate mine manually anymore, but it takes into consideration just two things, your body mass and height. I'll include one in the description box below just in case you guys want to see one. I know you don't want to hear this, and I don't either. I am so guilty of lacking exercise. Again, this is a general recommendation to regularly exercise. 30 minutes daily, five days a week. It's the same for everyone. Chemicals, the list is so long, guys. Generally speaking, try to avoid toxic substances. Yeah, that's not detailed enough, I get it. It's not realistic to completely avoid the presence of each and every toxin, but you can try by being aware of some. If you're in a occupation that requires you to be around medications and or chemicals, I'm looking right at you. There are some medications that are toxic to the touch and to inhale. If you work in a lab where you mix solvents and this and that, it's best to read into their safety information. Check those safety data sheets. There's no amount of safe tobacco use, guys. If you're a current smoker, gotta reconsider for the health of your baby. That includes secondhand smoking. If you live in a home with smokers, that counts. I'm a great example. I grew up in a household where my dad smoked every single day, probably almost half a pack to one whole pack every single day, and I had childhood asthma. I still actually have some breathing issues when I'm around poorly aerated rooms. Alcohol and recreational drugs, same thing. Alcohol specifically, there is no safe amount that has been determined, at least in the USA, and so it's best to err on the safe side by completely eradicating it from your diet, especially if you tend to enjoy it and one drink leads to another. If you recently had a baby, the recommendation is to wait 18 months, ideally before reattempting, but at the minimum six months after delivery. Research has shown that if you wait less than six months, those pregnancies can be associated with higher complication risk. Some recent surgery history could also mean you should wait one to two years. In some countries like the USA, communicating with your providers is incredibly hard. If that's you, my recommendation for you is to reach out to your pharmacist. There's so many more of them. Consulting them is usually at no charge and they're highly, highly accessible. Nearly half of pregnancies are unplanned. It's not to say that if you don't prepare beforehand that you will have an unhealthy baby. Studies show that if both mom and dad do XYZ, 
it's it, it is more likely that the risk of complications during and after birth will be reduced. I was going down this list myself. I recommend you do two with your partners and ask Liam if he was taking any medications. I knew he was taking vitamins, but wasn't positive about anything else. Well, I am glad I did because he told me he was taking finasteride. It is a drug that can affect fertility. There are case reports about couples not being able to conceive for months, especially if they've been on it for years, and he's been on it for five. Mostly, the volume of sperm is what seems to get affected, and fortunately, not much else. And internationally, there is research published to show that maybe six months to about one year after quitting finasteride is when we should see numbers normalize. Although the data isn't robust, there has been evidence to show that for some people, it takes less time. Where I am hoping to start trying as soon as possible, but he's also in the middle of a possible job change. So we've decided to target three months of cleansing our bodies, eating healthy, cutting out all alcohol before committing. So that's where we're at now. Thanks so much for visiting. Today we've covered nine things you'll want to know for preconception care, and I'll see you on the Pekin episode coming soon.